Welcome to Enterprise Hardcore Podcast. My name is Josh Lyons. I've been listening to Hardcore and Punk since 1995. I have booked shows, put out a fanzine, run a record label, and now I'm doing a podcast. This is the Enterprise Hardcore Podcast. All right, welcome to episode 39. As always, you can find the podcast on the web at enterprisehardcorepodcast.com. Make sure you give us a follow on Instagram, Enterprise Hardcore Podcast. Uh, we're going to be looking for some advertisers soon, so get a hold of me through the podcast uh, direct message, or you can fill out a form on the on the website. So tonight's going to be a pretty fun episode. Uh, this coming weekend, uh, when this podcast airs, there's going to be a couple of cool things coming up in Rochester uh, on Sunday, and one of them is the Punks Picnic. So uh, one of the organizers, Will, is going to be on here talking with us tonight. Uh, so with that being said, how's everything going for you tonight, Will? Not bad. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me on, buddy. Uh, and you'd say this is going to be fun. I hope you're right. I hope so too. You, yeah. You made me really nervous beforehand because you, you kept, you know, saying, you know, make sure I ask good questions and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, as I as I was putting the outline together, I'm like, oh man. And then I'm listening to some of your radio shows and some of the, and the thing you did with Dustin last week, and I'm like, man, what am I getting myself into? Yeah. You know? Are you going to waste my time? That's the question, Josh. I sure hope not. I sure hope not. Okay. You know? well, I'll let hey. you know at the end of the show how this goes. Yeah, because if I am, I guess we could just do the Punk's Picnic uh, rollout now and then just call it a night, you know? <laughs> we could do that, yeah. We, that might make it easier. But so, let's give this a shot. See yeah. how it goes. So we're going to see how it goes. Um, one question that I usually <laughs> ask people at the beginning that I am honestly kind of getting kind of bored of asking is like their upbringing and stuff like that, but... Yeah, like you kind of have like a lot of interesting things that you're you're into and stuff like that. So I kind of just like to know, like, like what kind of brought you there? You know what I mean? That's a great question. Actually, I was raised by the TV. I uh, was raised just sitting in front of the TV, taking in the TV. I mean, you know, most punks, you know, childhood sucks. School sucks. So it really was just seeing stuff on like Comedy Central in the 90s. Remember how weird that was? And uh you know, Nick and Night and the uh, early uh, Cartoon Network and stuff. Weird TV is how I got to be where I am today, for sure. Hey, seeing all the old movies, all the uh, learning about Andy Kaufman in the 90s and watching old SCTV and shit like that. That's TV. I'm a, a TV child. I, I was raised by TV. Every, I am the person I am today because of television. You know, it's interesting you would make the television reference because, like, I personally definitely was raised by television as well. I'm sure a lot of us who, who came up, like you said, through the subculture were. Um, but more more importantly, yeah. you mentioned uh, Andy Kaufman. And, and when I was prepping for the interview, I kept getting really nervous because I'm like, every question I ask, like, am I going to get a real answer? Or am I going to get, like, an Andy <laughs> Kaufman answer in, in response, you know? So it's funny you would mention that obviously like you're into like a lot of different music and then like comics and stuff like that. So like with the TV and stuff, I know that kind of would introduce you to like a lot of different yeah. movies, but like what kind of, like, where do you kind of first like find like music and all that kind of stuff, I guess. Music I, as like kids, my age started getting into music that was popular at the time. I started quickly realizing I hated all of that and I looked for other weird music. And luckily we still had Dr. Demento on the airwaves in Rochester. So I got into Weird Al and just comedy music when all the other kids were getting into whatever was popular at the time. And that led to, once I found a Ramones cassette tape, then I was like, oh, punk is what I'm into. 
And as I met more people in the punk and learned more about punk, and this was like before the internet. So you just kind of had to find a tape or something or have someone be like, here's a tape, here's something cool. And you'd be like, yeah, that's really cool, you know? But like, so yeah, I just started liking the funny music because that's what was available to me. And I knew I was just into weird stuff and it just got weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder and weirder. Yeah, as we'll get to with all the stuff that you do, you can you can tell you're into like a lot of eclectic and obscure interests. And obviously Weird Al would be a, a funny one to, to kind of come, come up with as a youth, obviously. And we had a couple of his cassettes in my household and my girlfriend. Well, every household should have some Weird Al cassettes, yes. Yeah, yeah. My girlfriend and I still talk about it. And I'm, and I'm guessing we'll bring, uh, I think I mentioned to you before, we have a couple of kids. So we're going to be bringing them up with yeah. uh, in addition to like punk and hardcore that I listen to, you know. So. Why don't we Why don't we wake up the kids? Why can't the kids be on the podcast? You got to wait for the kids to be asleep. You you have to the be The ratings careful. would be so much better if this was you and your kids. You have to be careful what you wish for there because my son Hendrix is, has been dying to get on one of these uh, for the longest time. And every time <laughs> I record one, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast and I have to go to sleep. And he's like, oh, but I want to be in one. And uh, I recorded his voice like doing just like a short, like welcome back to the podcast for like a re- recent episode. Yeah. But I'd be nervous getting him on air because he might, I don't know what he would say or do or how long he'd just like stare. He at would say something terrible, wouldn't he? He would say something terrible about his father. You can't have that. I get it. I understand <laughs> yeah all the personal stuff that he only he knows has to stay between him and his stuffed animal for now so (laughs) i guess speaking of which the other interest uh coming up that you and i had uh similar uh that we'll definitely get to again later uh but was uh wrestling like how how did that how did that come into the play for you like was that was that a young age or yeah i always i went to wrestling in the 80s with my dad so i always been around wrestling shows um it wasn't until, like, uh, that was really one of the only things in school as a kid, like, other kids liked that I was into. Like, no kid liked the Three Stooges in third grade, you know what I mean? Like, but everybody watched WCW, so wrestling. But I was just always, like, the kids that were into wrestling when you were a kid, they want to wrestle, and I didn't want to wrestle. <laughs> and uh, they were always just throwing each other around and all that kind of crap, and I was just, like, I wasn't aggressive like they were. So that was a little alienating for me because they were all, they would watch WCW and practice the moves and hit each other and stuff. And I'd be kind of like, leave me alone. No, I, I just, I just want to see the wrestling on TV. I don't want to do it. So we yeah, have always been into wrestling and uh, I think I viewed it different than all the other kids did. I viewed it more as like an art and like a sitcom than what a lot of people think it might've been a sport or something. I don't know. Now, one thing you kind of referenced before with the music thing that kind of comes into play here with the wrestling thing, I guess, um, is is like the internet. And and there's a term that yes. comes into play a lot with wrestling, which pretty much anybody now that watches wrestling is what you would call a smart fan because of the internet. Like everybody knows like pretty much anything. Sure. But, but the era more that you're talking about, like there wasn't the internet. So like, when did you kind of like more become, I guess, like aware of everything? You know what I mean? That's a good question because I remember seeing stuff as a kid on wrestling that scared me so bad. Like when Earthquake jumped on Jake the Snake's snake and killed it. I mean, like, obviously it was just a trick. But as a kid, you saw that and you're like, he squashed a snake. Like, it was so, or when the snake bit Rainy Savage, so scary. But like now, like, it's hard to scare the wrestling fans. It's hard to surprise the wrestling fans. So. But really, once the internet started coming out, you just started going to, the, I would go to the library and like go on like the dirt sheet websites and be like, 
oh, this is what's going to happen on Raw, or like, this is who's going here or there. And like, so as soon as the internet came out, like, I was up on it, like, trying to get the inside scoop on wrestling. But also, if you remember in the 90s, there was a 1 900 number you could call. And Mean Gene would tell you secrets about wrestling. And it cost like $4.99 a minute. So, like, they'd be, he would come on and be like, there's a surprise superstar from the other guy's company coming on Raw next week. And you could find out if you call, like, the, the superstar line and you would call it. And then your dad would get, like, a phone bill for, like, $65. Like, that was, like, the worst thing you could do as a kid, pretty much. I, I did do that a few times. Too. Yeah, I called a few of those one nine hundred numbers, and then even even when I was like sixteen, when I got more into like ECW and shit like that, like there was yeah. a rumor they were coming to here, so I called their hotline for like ten or twenty minutes, and they didn't even mention <laughs> dates or anything, you know. And this was yeah. like internet was kind of like just around, but we didn't have a computer in my house, so I was like, oh, I'll just yeah, spend thirty dollars <laughs> or whatever, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. And one other funny thing that you kind of make me think of with like the house shows and stuff that I don't think I've ever told on here because I I talk about wrestling on here occasionally, but not as much because. Some people that I have on are into wrestling, but not as much as I think you are. Um, Once you start talking about it, you can't stop talking about it. That's one part of that's one of the wrestling things, you know. Like my yeah. girlfriend, whenever we go anywhere, some guy will come up and start talking about wrestling, and she's just like, "This happens everywhere we go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend doesn't like that, but I was I can't remember I can't remember what year it was, but I was at a house show. And it was like Legion of Doom and uh, Nasty Boys was the either main event or like second to last event. Yeah. And, uh, I had a sign. I had to be like 10 years old at the time, right? And I, and I had a sign up and we had like second row seats. And the sign said like LOD rules or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I can't remember if it was Jerry Sags or Brian Knobs, but one of the Nasty Boys literally came up and took my sign out of my hand and ripped it. And Damn. like, yeah. I'm a little kid. I started crying and everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> my heart was broken. You know, I'm like, this is that. And, that, and that's before I knew that the thing was like, you know, a work or whatever. So I was like, oh man, my these guys are scary. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I ever see those guys at like a, a convention or whatever, I might tell them that and probably get a good laugh from them out of it, you know? So I actually got to party with them in a bar once. <laughs> uh, it was actually um, in Rochester and they were in the bar and they were doing this trick where they would say, hey, what's that bottle way up there? And point at something weird to go, can I try that in the bartender would just pour them a shot for free and they they got liquored up just on trying alcohol they're so smart like then they they were just just they were just like how they were on tv just loud and obnoxious and just ruckus you know that's hilarious and i guess on that topic have you because i know i've seen pictures of you like going to like the uh the events where you get the autographs and stuff but like in addition to that like have you met other like like wrestlers like that and like had other like funny experiences with wrestlers Oh yeah, um, I'm. Uh, let's see, what's going there? The coolest wrestler I think I ever met was Roddy Piper. He shook my hand. He asked me my name. He was just like so. He just seemed so genuinely happy to meet everybody in the line. He was just so nice. But um, I'll tell you a bad. Let's just talk about the bad ones. No one wants to hear good things. <laughs> the meanest wrestler I met was Austin Aries. He's you might know him from TNA. And uh, he was in Ring of Honor at the time. And I met him, and he made fun of my hair. He made fun of my voice, and he made fun of my shoes. And then I was like, okay, whatever. He signed my autograph. Then, as they're leaving, the wrestlers, a car full of wrestlers, pulls up to me in the parking lot and says something like, hey, how do you, do you know how to get on the highway from here? And I go, yeah, I think it's over like that way or something. 
And he goes, he's like, with that voice and that hair, you must be like full of shit or something. And they all let la- a car full of wrestlers laughed at me and sped off. It was like high school. That's crazy. That's like, <laughs> that's like something out of a movie or whatever. You it know? was like something out of a movie. And that was Austin Aries. <laughs> In case you missed it. Yeah. That's crazy. Meanest I- wrestler I've ever met. I don't watch a ton of current wrestling. I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I listen to—I yeah. uh, don't know if you, if you fuck with like the Jim, any of the Jim Cornette podcasts at all. Oh yeah, they're wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I know like about a lot of these current wrestlers, and then it'll be funny because I'll turn on like AEW like for like an hour, and I'll be like, oh my god, like none of these names are what, what their real names are because he calls them all these like fake names or whatever, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. They all are like, but um, I guess what is your take on all the current the current wrestling going on? I think it's really like such a cool time in wrestling. Like there's so many different places a wrestler can work and there's just so much going on for a wrestling fan. Like pre COVID, I was like, there are too many hours of wrestling a week. I could never keep up with it. But then COVID happened. And then I started being like, there's not enough hours of wrestling. I can't now there's too, now there's not enough, but um, there's just so much, there's so many cool shows, so many good wrestlers, so much cool stuff going on. Like, it's a really good time to be a wrestling fan. I guess actually sticking with the wrestling and kind of jumping around uh, the, the topics that we had kind of discussed talking about before, what, uh, yeah. what, what's kind of going on with XPW, I guess? Okay, so XPW, in case people don't know, was a wrestling company that was around. It was kind of what picked up after ECW with kind of the extreme hardcore guys and all that. A lot of ECW guys wrestled there. Anyways, Rob Black, the owner, is from Rochester. And I knew this, but he did not live in Rochester. Anyways, I knew he was from Rochester. And XPW shut down. He went to jail. (laughs) He uh, he was on America's Most Wanted and all that. And then nothing for like 16 years. One day I go into a new cheeseburger restaurant on East Ave called American Cheeseburger. And there's all these XPW wrestling posters everywhere. And I'm kind of like, what? Why? You know what I mean? So I just started hanging out there and I'm like, I bet Rob Black owns this cheeseburger restaurant. And I just started hanging out there and one day he just walked in and I said, hey, uh, I'm a fan of yours. Will you come on my radio show? And he was like, hell no, I'm not coming on your radio. I don't do that type of thing. So I just hung out and became friends with him. And eventually he came on my radio show and we would just talk here and there. And then they're doing a Dark Side of the Ring episode about XBW in the fall. And he decided that would be the time to bring XPW back. And he'd been out of the business for 16 years. He had, he doesn't really understand the internet. (laughs) So he kind of, I just kind of stepped up to the plate and I'm helping him find camera people and venues and tell him which new wrestlers are cool. And I'm just as a a minion or his assistant at this point, but I'm, I'm heavily involved in what's going on. Yeah, so that's that's where I have a lot of questions because when I first saw you were yes. involved with that, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, so first, my first question would be Rob Black. Yes. Like, I don't know the names offhand, but is that the porn guy or whatever? Or? The porn guy, yeah. He that's what he went to jail for was the porn. He owned a big porno company and a wrestling company in Los Angeles. Yes. And that's the guy who's who's he's from here. He's from here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Family owns like pretty much every porn store in the area besides Showworld. And that his father owned porn stores like in the 70s and 80s. And uh, they also own that extreme biker leather store in Greece out there. They own a bunch of small businesses around. 
That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't realize I was the same guy. So you're yeah. kind of, you're kind of like helping him get everything like rolling again, then pretty much. Yeah, because I I'm obviously I'm a big wrestling fan, and I'm just I'm willing to help him with all kinds of different shit. And you know, we have to. I mean, he doesn't know people around. Here. He doesn't know who can build a set. He doesn't know a good. You know, we didn't have a good venue ready or sound and lighting people and all all these connections I've made over the years are just turning out to be worthwhile to someone for this sort of thing. Jim Callahan was uh, giving me some sound and lighting advice just the other night, actually. So I'm using all my resources. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So I guess a couple questions about the wrestling. Like, obviously, the company, as you mentioned, the ECW, like they had a notoriety for being like more of like a hardcore variety. Like, is that kind of what you're going to go with with the wrestling with this, you think, too? Or Oh, yeah, definitely. We, we're bringing in some of the current, like, best deathmatch wrestlers in America right now. Uh, this guy Schlack is coming in. He's a personal favorite of mine. He's a monster. Uh, G Raver, uh, Masada. We're bringing in some of the top like deathmatch guys of like today's era. Yeah. Now, if we're doing this in Rochester, will will Ian Decay be coming out of retirement, or is that? Uh... I don't think we're going to be seeing Ian Decay, but you never know. <laughs> he gets around. <laughs> so, so that's going to be at the at the Armory, right? The first event for that. At the Armory, November 7th. Yep, it's a Sunday night. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. You can get the tickets. Just look up XBW Rochester and Google. Or we have an Instagram and a Facebook. So we're pretty easy to find. Yeah, I'll put something on there after this episode for it, obviously, because, you know, that's I, well, obviously with ECW and, and all the tape trading and stuff, like hardcore wrestling was something I was into in the late 90s. I haven't kept up with it as much as you obviously have. With, with I'm sure there's probably a lot of crazy – a lot of crazy stuff now going on, you know. Oh yeah, the wrestlers, the wrestlers are getting. It's they just one of the, one of the guys that uh, we brought in for XPW, like just through some interviews and stuff. He was like, it's just like a, it's a, a, who can do the craziest thing. Like amongst the boys, it's like who will do the craziest thing. Who they're just trying to one up each other, like doing dangerous, crazy shit. It's it's getting it's so some of the stuff they do is so scary. Like so, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Yeah. These so, boys are crazy. Yeah. So I, I think we can both agree there's a lot of similarities, especially with like the, the, the people involved with like punk and wrestling and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so we'll kind of shift more to like the stuff you do with punk, I guess. Um, the, I guess the first thing that you would be known for that you did, I don't even have, you've been doing it for more than 10 years now, right? Is, is it like teen set and the comic with the 45 kid and stuff? Yep, I think it was 2008 it started, maybe. So like 12 years, I think, offhand. So yeah, I, I started, the magazine was the first thing I did, and uh, I did it just to kind of be funny, and it just kind of went from there and just built up. But uh, I was doing the magazine for like a year. Then, uh, then I started DJing at the Bug Jar. Then I started, once I started DJing at the Bug Jar, I started booking shows at the Bug Jar. Then I got fired from the bug jar. <laughs> so then I made a comic making fun of that. Then I started making the comic more often. Then I got the radio show. And then I started DJing at Lux. So I've been all over the place, but yeah, it all it all did stem from the magazine. Yeah. Yeah, so you just you just spit it on a lot there. It's a lot to keep track of, you know. What I mean? It is. I know. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's cool. Like I said, when I was prepping for this, I was like, man, because like you had told me before to to come up with some interesting stuff, and I was like, yeah, I think just talking about all the stuff you do is interesting enough in in and of itself. Because there's a lot going well, thank, on. Well, 
Well, thank you. That's very nice of you, buddy. Yeah. So is is now with the with a with a magazine? Is that something you still publish? Like like how often do you publish that now? I guess. I kind of try to get at least one a year out. It is a lot of work, obviously. Um, I got one coming out soonish, probably after the wrestling. Uh, it's just a, a issue, just about like funny or bad experiences with cops. More so funny experiences with cops. Like I got pulled over and like, you know, they didn't find this in my car and they said this or that. Just people who have funny, everyone has a funny police story. I mean, of course, obviously there's more bad ones, but it's just funny things about the cops. Uh, there's a big thing about funny things celebrities got arrested for I'm working on. So if the issue is about the police, the next one that is coming out. That's pretty funny. I, uh, I won't share too much on air, but I, I, I have I have had a couple laughable experiences with police involving weed in recent uh, memory. <laughs> yeah, well, write up, write them down, and come up with a fake name. I'll put it in there. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah. So, uh, and I guess kind of tying in the DJing thing is that is are you still are you still doing that at at Photo City too? I am only doing DJing here and there. Mary Kate is going back to Lux this Wednesday, so obviously I'll be there. And I. I like DJing at Lux the most because I can sell pins and it's just, there's always going to be a crowd there. It's always just busy there, even if we're not there, you know what I mean? So it's always just a really good crowd. Um, so she's returning to DJing Wednesdays at Lux, but I'm just kind of picking up random ones here and there at wherever. Yeah, it's hard for me to keep track with some of the late night stuff, having kids and stuff. I mean, I'm sure you probably hear that a lot from people that have kids, you know? But Yeah. I mean, there's, there's things that I wouldn't, you know, you're not missing much sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my buddy did. He did more of like a, like an indie rock type DJ thing at like uh, Anthology a few weeks back. And yeah, I, I went out just to say what's up to him because he doesn't live here anymore and he was just in town for the night. So I went there and I, I don't know. I, I went and saw him for like a half hour and then I was like, I got I got to bounce. I've seen him up. Yeah. So the secret. Okay, I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna tell you some secrets. You want some secrets? Of course. Secrets to being a good DJ. All right. Always have like a water bottle with some clear liquor in it to give to your friends. Because you want your friends to get drunk and not spend too much money. You want your friends to be drunk. Okay. Second thing, there should always be a fight. If you, if you want to have a good event, there should be a fight. It doesn't matter who or why. And three, there should always be a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> if you have those three things at your DJ night, you will have a successful DJ night. You know, you know, I didn't read the comic, but I can't imagine why you would have gotten fired from the bug jar after you tell me. <laughs> all you do have to be use some discretion. Yes. That's why I told you it was a secret. Yeah. Well, uh, a, a secret between us and the, the, the podcast world, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's they're cool. They're cool. Right. Yeah. So are they cool? Are they cool? They're, they're, they're cool. You guys are cool. All right. right? You guys all cool. Right. If anybody on cool heard that, then I'm in trouble. All right. <laughs> so, and then another quirky thing is like the radio show obviously says like kind of free form. And like I told yeah. you, I went back and listened to some while prepping for this episode tonight. And I was like, holy shit, this really is free form. Like, yeah, that's what we're going uh, for. Yeah. You had a lot. I mean, the, well, it was cool because a lot of the episodes like are people that like I either respect or like wanted to listen to and hear more about like, you know, Rob Filardo and uh, yeah. other people like that. But then obviously as I, I had read about you having interviewed a homeless man, I, f I found the Steve episode and 
Yeah. Or I, I call them episodes. I'm so used to doing so do the podcast. You know what I mean? The, the Steve. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, how, how did all that come about, though? You you just like found a guy on Monroe Ave that was like just like. Uh, here's here's how it here's the whole story. It was the night after the Punks picnic, and I was just so hungover and exhausted. I didn't plan a show. I didn't have a guest. I didn't plan anything. And um, there was this guy, I recognized him, Steve, a homeless guy. And he would pick up all the cans in the yard. And I was just sitting out there. Mary-Kate was smoking a cigarette. And we start talking. And he goes like, oh, you guys are in rock and roll music. And he starts listening, like, you know, stuff that we know, like Metallica. He's like listening. He seemed like a really cool guy. You know what I mean? He's saying all the right things. I go, do you want to come on a radio show? He's like, what do you mean a, a radio show? I go, yeah, I'm leaving in like 10 minutes. You want to just calm down here? He's like, yeah, man, sure. And the whole ride there, he's like, can I have a cigarette? Can I have a beer? He kept it up. He stayed in character. Anyways, we get down there. And he just started getting kind of aggravated. And people started calling in and messing with them. And that freaked him out. Then there was like a donation thing for the radio station. He stuck his hand in it, tried to take the money. Luckily, my Chris Worthless had the show after me, and he showed up, and he was like, like, get the fuck out of here, man. And he was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so it worked out, but I don't know what would have happened if Chris had not showed up. I would have had to have gotten a little tougher, because I was just, like, being really nice to him the whole time. He was kind of just getting angry and kind of messing around with stuff, and it was going downhill. It went downhill pretty fast, but luckily, Chris Worthless was there. Uh, that bail me out of that one <laughs> yeah i had my one of my earphones and while listening to that tonight with with my girlfriend and the kids while i was getting ready before i call, uh, set this up with you and i kept telling her about it i was like yeah he's got this homeless guy on and <laughs> telling him to leave the records on the table <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he kept i he kept looking through the records and like kind of like hiding them or something i think he was trying to steal them yeah. i was like i was watching him i was like put the records up keep the records where i can see him he's like oh yeah 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 and he would do it again so it was it was intense, yeah. Yeah, it's that's definitely something I would have thought about doing back in the day on Monroe Ave because, like, when we all the the random jobs, you see a lot of characters on Monroe. Oh yeah, oh I yeah. I worked at like Ruger's on like Monroe and Goodman back in the day, and there was this one old dude who would come in there with like he had like random magazines and like coloring, not coloring books, but you know what I mean, just like a random like Wegman's bag, yeah. full of, like, just random shit. And we took him out to the bars one night, you know. And they were like, "How did that go? How did that go, Josh?" It, not so good because when we started going to like the real bars, like like down, like like there was like a like kind of like a not hood but like sketchier bar that my, my friends wanted to go to, and I was like, "Yo, let's bring Albert with us." You know, I remember the dude's name, Albert. Okay. okay. He was like, "Nah, dude, that dude's not getting not not getting in my car, not going to that one." <laughs> uh, that dude, like, and I'm sure this guy that you sounded like very similar to the dude on your show. Like, you would talk to this dude, and he would be, seem very intelligent and smart, but then all of a sudden he would just like start yelling and like. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they have some kind of some kind of twitch or tick. They need to see somebody, you know. I have not I've not had Bradley on the radio yet either. But it is on my list of people I want to have on the radio. I will have Bradley on the radio at some point. I guess that's another thing. Is there like a lot of interesting people that you haven't come across that that you're like cuz cuz I well like I said while I was looking through your your people you've interviewed I'm like, man, that's that's a pretty good pretty good mix, but like are there people you still are like I'd love to get them on type thing. Oh, yeah. I have a master list. That's a real secret. I have a secret master list, and I kind of just go through and schedule like a month at a time or so. And 
trying to make it whoever's doing something relevant get them in there too but there's a master list of people i want to interview at all times yeah yeah i'm the same way i have like i have like 10 or 15 episodes planned at a time but it never it never goes in that order obviously uh, i'm sure yeah. you're that but like i have like like probably 40 other people that i want to interview at some point so that the content will always be there you know that's what's fun it's about good that. to have a, it's good to have a list and you gotta go through and go who's gonna like you know who's not gonna be around forever like honestly you're like okay this guy seems like he might get hit by a train or something get him on sooner than later <laughs> yeah that's you know and that's interesting too though because we have learned in, in recent years that uh especially in our community that that life is short you know we have yeah exactly i don't want to go on the dark side you know we have lost right. a lot of people so you know yeah uh, and you kind of want to get you kind of want to be like okay this guy is definitely on the edge of things here get this guy on the radio as soon as possible <laughs> <laughs> i when i first started doing this it was more like just talk to like people who were from the same like scene and generation but now it's like whoever wants to be on and, and then and then it's like if somebody has something cool coming up like you like as we'll get to have the punks picnic coming up so i want to get you on in time to, to kind of promote that you know yeah 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 but other than that it's just you know whoever i think will be cool for an episode i guess now what's what another thing i was kind of think, seeing while i was prepping for this and reading uh an interview you did recently is you got like a late night show you're doing now too so i'm i'm one and a half episodes in it's a video it's it's supposed to be like the tonight show um, it's it's called Photo City Tonight. Um, Frank the Blaze, we love him. But when he wrote the article, he wrote that the show is called Tonighty Tonight. Um, the show is not called Tonighty Tonight. It's called Photo City Tonight. Uh, and it was just, it's just a talk show, but I do little funny skits too. But it's um, it's coming along. It's pretty much just a commercial for Photo City in a way. But uh, it's a nice outlet to do funny experimental weird stuff so that's it's gonna be weird it's gonna be funny it's gonna be it's gonna exist and i think everyone i think there's something in there for everyone it's uh it's silly it's wacky yeah you definitely keep yourself busy with all this stuff like is that like is it hard to keep track of, of doing all this stuff or there's a few things i think i think i have to cut out a few things for my schedule i think i am a little overwhelmed at sometimes and it's kind of like i need to trim the fat a little as they say you know i gotta i get involved i kind of have a hard time saying no to something too so i yeah. definitely have been over and the wrestling thing really is taking up a lot of time and yeah. um that seems more like a passion project though you wouldn't you wouldn't want to turn that down you know yeah i wouldn't there's the wrestling is coming above the punks once punks picnic is done the wrestling is going to be a major focus yeah definitely uh, so I guess before we get to the punks picnic, you were kind of telling me before the interview that you got a movie coming up now too. So my friend Travis Indovino, he's the guy that um, he's filming the photo city tonight with me. He's a I grew up with the kid. Um, he was in that band Finisher, if you remember them. Yep. Uh, he and he's in that new band Christ. They're a, a metal band or something. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, it's his movie. It's like a, it's like a crime, drama, post-apocalyptic punk movie. That's how I'd explain it. And I'm an actor in it. I'm really bad. I'm a really bad guy in the movie. I do a lot of horrible things. I'm definitely disgusting and despicable in this movie. But um, 
I'm also helping him with a lot of the production, a lot of the writing and editing and behind the scenes stuff too. So, but we are uh, going to be dropping the trailer for that. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. So we did finish the trailer at least. So that'll be coming up soon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. This will air like in early September. So I'm guessing you're planning to have that like in mid September or whatever then. Something like that. Yeah. The trailer will come out. Then we're going to do like a, a campaign to kind of like raise awareness and we're going to try to raise some money to get it done. So stay tuned for that. It's called blue murder. Everything we've filmed so far looks amazing. I'm like so impressed by how it looks. So look forward to that. That'll be coming up soon. And like I said, I'm very terrible in this movie. I'm a very bad guy in this movie. It's not me. It's a role that I'm playing. <laughs> Get that straight. All right. We'll look for that, I guess, next year, you think, or for the movie itself? We're going to hopefully start filming it. I mean, it's it's a big project, so I'm not sure. We're, yeah. but the trailer is done. The trailer is coming out soon. I can promise you that much. Yeah. So like I mentioned, the main, the main reason why I wanted to get you on now is, and we've, we've talked about a little bit, is, is the Punk's Picnic coming up this weekend. Yeah. I, I don't know how many of these episodes you've got a chance to listen to, but I've even talked about on, on this podcast like three or four times that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, are you coming? Are you going to come out? I'm going to try to make it out for it, but, but I'm more saying like the, the, the past ones have been a, a, a fond memory too. So that's, you know, I want to come out and, and, and see some of the new bands and see some people I haven't seen in a long time. Okay. But. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Do you know what the milk crate challenge is? Oh God, of course. Okay. If I bring the milk crates to the punk spin, like, will you give it a shot? Oh my God. It's funny because I've been joking around about this with my girlfriend, Sarah, for weeks. Yeah. And not to get super off topic, but I feel like you kind of dabble in like corner stores and late night activities too, obviously. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I frequent, I think the other side of town from you though, cause I live over by like Dewey and Ridge. Okay. I'm over by like Dewey and like flower city and like that area all the time kind of. After yeah. stuff. And I'm waiting. I haven't seen, that's where I'm going with this. I've been waiting every night to see okay. like fucking 20 of these crates set up somewhere to turn. Yeah. Oh, but I haven't seen it yet. So, are you really? I think a, I think a viral video of punks doing it will get. I think it'll go really well. I think you're doing it just in time because I feel like it's going to die down soon. But you, you that's what that's how trends are. And I, I'll bring some Tide Pods too if people want to try those. I, <laughs> I want to be there for the people. You know what I mean? I want to give them what they want. Oh my god, dude! Imagine a punk doing with with his fucking like uh, dreadlocks, or whatever, walking up a fucking milk crate with his fucking Tide Pod in his mouth. Yeah. That's that's the next that's next level shit. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. Fuck. I'm an innovator, Josh. I'm an innovator. So now you got me fucking hooked. I I don't know what, what my schedule is on Sunday, but let's 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 go let's go through the gambit real quick. What time? This is this air, this episode is going to air in time for people that want to listen to it before. What time does the show uh, start on Sunday? The Punk's Picnic. Okay, the first band is going to be at one, but we do a flea market in the morning, so people will be setting up at 11 a.m. And they will be selling junk. You can bring stuff to sell. It's free to come set stuff up. Um, so that'll go till one. The first thing on it is going to be a no we all, every year people don't like this, but I always have a noise artist open the punks picnic. It's a tradition, and people hate it. People hate the noise artists, but I will never falter on this. Every year I will support the noise community at the punks picnic in the first hour or longer, will be a noise every year, I guarantee it. This year, Brian Blatt is gonna be there. His new project is called Colonel Parmesan, like the cheese. 
and he'll be making noise for an hour and a half or so before the bands. So that's how we open up every year. Always obnoxious noise, loud obnoxious noise at every punk's picnic in the beginning of the day. That's what I want. That's the way I want it to be, though. You know. I know. I know you and I don't know each other that well, but are you aware that I was in a couple noise projects in the late '90s in Rochester? No, tell me all about it, Josh. So yeah, we'll we'll get back to the punk's picnic in a second. Um, yeah. So. Um, myself and a few other people were in one called gastrointestinal atrocity. That's uh, a mouthful. Yeah, it sure is, and was. Uh, <laughs> we played, we played, we played around here quite a bit. We played at St. Joe's a few times. Okay. Uh, we played at uh, Ellison Park uh-huh. with uh, like Orchid and Jerome's Dream and a bunch of those bands. So that was pretty funny. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. But we would do. It was just like like exactly like you're saying, and, and this is like to imagine us playing on a show like I just mentioned doing that like we would do exactly what you were just talking about doing at the beginning of punk's picnic we would just show up with like a couple amps a couple basses cars yep. and just do feedback and at one point i smashed like a big ass organ you yep, know? yep yep so i still have appreciation for all that stuff and like much i i have much love for the noise scene. i love the noise scene. i love okay. those guys yeah i always support that yeah yeah so it's cool you're opening up with that so uh every guess- we've been doing that for like at least six or seven years opening up with a noise band maybe longer that's what I was going to say, too. The last one I went to was 2011. Have you been doing it pretty much every year since? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've never not done it. I don't know. I can't remember not doing it. Who did it before me? I know, like, obviously in the 90s, like, Spindle and probably James had a hand in it. And then I feel like you and him just started doing it again. Whenever- Tanya, did, Tanya did one. Okay. Tanya did it for two years. Those are the – I don't know. Yeah, I didn't go to all of them. Obviously, like I'm, like I'm making pretty, pretty well aware, well known here. I don't remember who did it before me, though. I have no idea. Hmm. You would have been involved in the 2011 one, though, right? Because that was at like Genesee Valley with like, like James and all those dudes. Yeah, I've been doing it for at least 10, 15 years. I have no know. I have you no know. idea. You guys haven't taken <laughs> years off, though. Aside from obviously, maybe well, there wasn't one last year with COVID, right? The only one we took off was last year. That's one. Yeah, that's the only one we missed. All right, so how many bands? Like, what else? What else you guys got after the noise? Okay, you remember Snaggletooth? They're coming back. Yep, they're playing the Punks Picnic. Snaggletooth is playing the Punks Picnic. Yep. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a newer band from Rochester and Buffalo on order. They're like a crass type punk band. Brown UK, James Von Sin's band, Sawed Off, which is a uh, new street punk band. Uh, Male Patterns, which is a hardcore band from Albany. Uh, Muddle, which is kind of a grunge band from Buffalo. Lizard Legs, which is a new band. This is their first show, but it's uh, Shane from uh, the Narcs and Grind Time. Uh, a band from Syracuse called Some Kept Safe. I don't know how to describe what they do. Uh, Torture Agenda is another Buffalo kind of punky hardcore band. No, they're no, they're more kind of like a, a stonery type hardcore band you know what i mean yeah. i don't know uh and uh nervous tick in the zipper lips which is a garagey type punk band from buffalo so that's what 12 bands and brian blast gonna be doing noise so like 13 bands 13 bands that sounds like a full day so it's a full time, day what time you guys plan on going to like do they do they shut you down at a certain time at the park i, I would take it or are you just kind of they show you down at 10 yeah so obviously there's the show at Photo City that day that benefit for 
uh, the Hayward family. So I'm going to yeah. have both. So that's why I'm not sure, you know, what bands I'll see at, at what, but I'm definitely going to make it a point to hit up both that day. I'm going to put up, a, I'm going to put up the times. So I'll put up the times when I get to it. Yeah. So people can kind of plan their day. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'm working or not on Sunday, but it would, be, it would definitely be cool to check out that flea market before too. So yeah, there'll be a lot of there'll be fun stuff there all day. You can, like I said, I know there's the other events, so people can. I expect people to come and go or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's cool the way you guys are are doing that. So who uh, is is there gonna be like a lot of punk stuff at the at the flea market before? Or is it just kind of like what, whoever brings what type thing? Yeah, it's gonna be people that uh, my friend that drew the flyer, Fran. She. Uh, she sells all kinds of leather and studs and stuff like that. And there'll be a lot of people selling, setting up their distros and records and shit. And there'll be a lot of cool punk stuff. Yeah. But you can't just bring anything, but it'll be alternative type people stuff. I, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So like, obviously with things being shut down last year, like I know photo city has been back open for a minute now. And like I had mentioned to you, I was going to the bug jar a few weeks ago, but like, this has got to be like one of the first like event type things in a while. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah. Um, there've been a couple, there's a place in Buffalo where like they do shows outside. But other than that, there hasn't been a big gathering like this in a while. So all those people that have been talking shit, we can fight them. You know what I mean? Finally. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm probably just going <laughs> to chilling in the back and the cut. Like I was at the last one. That, that's what I was mentioning. Okay. That's why I mentioned, the 2011 one on an episode a couple episodes back like sometimes and, and and it's it's always entertaining but you know hopefully they don't get too hurt but i remember the last one i went to there some kid was just like all drunk and, and like probably on something else and he was like staring off into space and then all of a sudden he like grabbed his beer bottle and he just like smashed it against the fucking like brick wall or whatever oh. like and his hand just started bleeding yeah i'm just like man taking it to the limit dude like, that kid okay I'm not going to rat the kid out, but that kid was from Buffalo, Buffalo, I think. And he also smashed, somebody smashed his windshield on his van. Oh, that's man. why he was so mad. Oh, I think. Well, that makes sense. And, and he had to drive on the Buffalo with no windshield. And <laughs> his hammock had to probably be wrapped in like three towels at that Yeah, time. he had, that kid had a bad night. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. I didn't realize. <laughs> I thought the kid was just like, you know going crazy or whatever like like that, yeah it, that know. happens yeah. <laughs> so that's what i'm kind of that's what i'm kind of getting at with like it being the first event in a while you expecting anybody to be kind of like super rowdy this weekend or i, I hope so yeah <laughs> that's what i'm hoping for yeah i, I guess want it to be rowdy, rowdy, yeah. Right, otherwise right yeah what's the point of doing it if people aren't going to be stupid yeah i'm going to bring the milk crates you know it'll be fun do you have like milk crate challenge aside and if you don't want to let any other cats out of the bag like do you have any silly and or stupid stuff planned otherwise for that no should, should we help me think of something help me come up with some dumb shit I mean, we're on the spot now so yeah now we're on the spot i know i think there is one big surprise that hopefully they do it it's not my surprise i mean a red is something a red yeah. dunk tank would be pretty fucking sweet though wouldn't it how, where do you get a where do you rent a dunk tape, buddy? I don't even know. Not on this short notice, too. But I'm just saying, we maybe we could make one or something. You know? I think we could make one. It seems easy. I don't. Know. Yeah, that's a great idea. We'll put Corey trash in a dunk tank. Yeah. That'll be great. 
and you put like have them take like like do like a what do they call those raffles you know you know what i mean like have them take a little cut and have the other cut go to like the lodge or whatever the fuck you know what i mean yeah that's a josh i think that's a really good idea buddy we should play people at a dumb thing <laughs> or just push them over the, <laughs> the thing the one of the or bridges. just push them into the river yeah, yeah. whatever yeah like that's those, fine yeah so <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll post the info for the, I'll have you send all the info and I'll post it like in the show info for the episode and stuff like that. So people have all the info, um, yeah. for the picnic and whatnot. Cause I, I definitely think that'll be a good time. And like you said, people can definitely go back and forth to both. That's what I plan on doing. Yeah. I, and I think it's, I think I, at first I was mad that there was another event, but you can't be mad. There's another event and it's, I think it'll just get people out of their house. And if they're, it'll make, I think it'll get people to kind of go back and forth and you'll get to see everybody kind of a day. So I think it will be a nice day for everybody. But we're going to have free food. So, I mean, our event, you know, hang out at our event, too. <laughs> well, I might want to come to your event early and get some lunch then, I guess. Yeah, that's that's a good Come Come for lunch. Stay for Snaggletooth. Go to the other show. Come back and, you know, watch somebody get beat up or something. There you go. That's a great Sunday. So I haven't seen Snaggletooth in years, obviously. Like, who's 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 in that band now? Because I know they played Photo City recently, too. It's the same. It's still Harley and Ben and uh, Jared came back and uh, Dave. Same guys. It's all the same dudes? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's crazy. That's really cool. They, 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 you know, I talk a lot about a lot of people on here that introduced me to, like, hardcore and punk. Like, Rob Flardo, who you had on your show, was obviously a big influence mm-hmm. for me. But yeah. honestly, Harley, Harley, their bass player, like, uh, from like ninth to tenth grade, like he was on Monroe Ave a lot, and he introduced me to like a lot of bands that to this day I still listen to, like Lethargy, Snapcase, like oh Black, yeah, you know, just a lot of bands. I'm sure I would have heard of them eventually, you know what I mean? But like, yeah, you always can pinpoint like that one person that kind of. Well, back in those days, it was harder to get information too. You know what I mean? So yeah, exactly like you were saying before, it's 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 always funny to look back on that and think like now, like we can just like how I said I wanted to listen to some of your old shows, so I just went and I mean I had to download an app like mix radio cloud or whatever. yeah mix yeah mix cloud yeah yeah actually now that we're talking about it uh i'll yes. put that on too but tell everybody where to find your radio show like on air locally and you know okay just- it's uh sunday nights on wayo w-a-y-o l-p rochester 104.3 fm and it streams live wayo fm.org and i have a mix cloud page just type in uh teen set radio on mix cloud and i have all the old episodes you don't need to download the app if you do it on a desktop desk desktop computer. So, yeah, when you if you just go on the on like on your phone, it just shows the last five episodes. So if you want to stroll through the archives, either look on a computer or get the Mixcloud app. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's. I guess that's probably the ones that I found. It seemed like that either the last five are like some like popular ones. I was trying to find the one from last night with you talking about the punks picnic because I I, knew I just I just uploaded it now right before I got on here with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's fine because I was like I know I'm not going to be familiar with half of these bands because like and and when you mentioned them I haven't even heard half those names before. Like I'm sure I, I'm a lot sure. of these a lot of the, a few of these bands I haven't seen yet. I just um, know that they're like doing. If I hear there's a new punk band in Buffalo and I listen to it on the internet and it's good, I'm like. Yeah, I want them on the show. That's kind of how it works, especially because yeah. there haven't been that many shows. It's cool that you're doing kind of like a mixed build too. Like you're talking about like grunge and Snaggletooth playing too. Like that's that's something that I talk a lot about on here. Like when I first came into like hardcore and punk, and especially like when when the end and you know the dents were around, like yeah. there would be 
there would be like more like mixed bills like whereas now we have like so many different like separate mm-hmm. cities. we're such a small city you know what i mean yeah it doesn't make sense to have like even in hardcore and punk like it seems like there's like different little click like scenes you know and yeah that's definitely something i agree with and would like to do more of just like different genre bands on a show just to bring people around each other that they wouldn't normally be around which is not a covid friendly thing to say obviously <laughs> yeah hopefully we're getting more into the healthy no matter what people's beliefs are i guess we could go down that path if we have time later too you know um, yeah but that's something that I, I, I've actually talked to a few people about recently on, on, on and off air. So maybe you and I can kind of talk about that and collaborate on that because uh, there's some ideas that I had about, about doing that and introducing uh, more like new people to the scene because I'm 40 now. So it's kind of awkward for me to try to walk up to like teenagers and be like, hey, come to a hardcore show or whatever, you know. It, do- it doesn't seem to bother James much. <laughs> oh, dude, that's another funny thing from that Steve episode that I turned yeah. to my girlfriend because she knows who he is too. And I was like, yo, this homeless dude just said that Edward Scissorhands looking dude. <laughs> 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 she was who he was talking about right away too. And I'm like, oh my God. So, um, obviously, he'll probably end up listening to this at some point, And I definitely plan on having him on here. Uh, you know, That would be a great episode, yeah. Yeah, you know about what I plan on doing, and some people do too, and I hope to still be able to do it at some point. So we'll uh, we'll get that cracking because he would be a fucking great interview, I'm sure. Also, any of the guys from Snaggletooth would be a great episode too. I'm just going to put that out there too. All those guys are so smart and funny yeah. and cool. I would I would listen to any one of those guys on a podcast. Those guys are really cool. And like I said, they introduced yeah. me to a lot of stuff. And sometimes I just kind of felt like once I got more into like the hardcore, hardcore scene that some people like, I don't know if they looked at me differently or felt like I looked at them differently, but like, it, you know what I mean? Like you, it's talking about those sure. bands that I was talking about before. It just, sometimes it seems like, and that's even something with me with like punk rock too. Like I think people will like see me and be like, Oh, this, this weird fucking dude. Who's just <laughs> around trying to try and like sell a couple of records on eBay or like book a couple of shows and make like some money or whatever, you know? And I'm like, when was the last time anybody ever made money? You know what I mean? Doing any of that. Anything punk related. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but no, uh, long story short, that those guys would be great to have on the podcast. And definitely. I would definitely like, I think everyone would want to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. And Ben, Ben would be really cool too. Cause he's played in a bunch of other cool bands. I mean, they all have, you know, but they all have. Yeah. 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 Ben played in some cool bands after too. So yeah. Um, I guess kind of sticking with the theme of like people that are influential. Uh, one thing that my buddy Rob Antonucci kind of made uh, a staple for the podcast is kind of creating mm-hmm. Like a Mount Rushmore, if you don't want to use okay. that term, okay. any kind of four influential. It doesn't have to be people, but just whatever has been like really influential for Rochester for you. You know what I mean? Okay, so the Mount Rushmore of Rochester music—that's what you're asking me. More or less, yeah. Any like whatever's influenced you in okay. Rochester, like, it could be music or you know. Okay, okay, I got this. I got this. I got this. All right. <laughs> um, uh, number one, Bradley. Bradley is on the Mount Rushmore Rochester. Bradley, you as you know, walks around mostly around the bug jar. He quotes Vincent Price films. And he has been influential on me because he is a, he lives in his world of the past and what is cool. And he does not expand beyond that. He lives, he's the real deal. So Bradley, Bradley is on the Mount Rushmore of Rochester. Any reaction, Josh? <laughs> I knew you were going to start with an interesting person. Like, you know, I, uh, 
I, I, you know, I, I can't really say much else. I, I kind of want to hear okay. your whole four before I give a whole, a whole. Okay. A okay. So we got Bradley up there. I'm going to put Bobby T up there, the owner of the bug jar. I'm going to put Bobby T up there. Uh, as uh, I wouldn't be where I am today if he had not asked me to start DJing. And he only asked me that because he knew I had the magazine and he knew I had a bunch of 45s and he taught me to DJ and he, I would walk down there with a Wegmans bag full of 45s every Wednesday and it, it built from there. So personally, that's why, but Bobby T and Bradley are on there. Number three, uh, Todd Grinder. <laughs> Todd Grinder from the Grinders is gonna go on there. He's a staple of the Rochester music scene. Then I'm gonna go with uh, Party Paul Kepler. Party Paul Kepler, he's the, uh, I'll describe him, he's the uh, portly gentleman with the Stray Cats jacket on, that's at every show. But if I could add, can I do like a butter sculpture on the side? <laughs> yeah. All right, so there's a butter sculpture next to the Mount Rushmore, and that's going to be Jake Razor and Heavy Metal Steve. Okay, <laughs> I'm done. Okay. I I knew like I knew it was gonna be eclectic, but you definitely. Um, I don't know when I'll get the chance to tell this story again. Yeah. And I do feel kind of bad telling it, but I'm not the one that said it. it. Shout out yeah. to Bobby T. Bobby T's always been a good guy, but absolutely. I, I had sent you a message because I kind of wanted to meet up before you did this interview. And I was going to the Bug Jar like two weeks ago uh, yeah. to see like Chemical Fix and some other bands. And I run into Bobby outside and I give him a couple of podcast stickers and I'm talking to him for a little bit. And he's like, Oh yeah, you should, you know, start doing some shows here again. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll have you on the podcast sometime. We could talk about all those shows and all this other cool stuff. And we talk for like five or 10 minutes. And then right as he's getting where did you walk away, he puts his hand out and he's like, it's always good to talk to you, Sage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm just like, he's another guy that books shows. He probably just got confused in the moment, but if, if he thought I was him the whole time, whatever, I, I thought it was really funny either way though. So. You gotta run when they think you're somebody else, you gotta run with it. Well, cause he had, you... said, he had even said during the conversation too. And again, I feel bad if he listens to this, but shout out to Bobby. He'll never, he doesn't know what the internet is. He was like, he was like, Oh yeah, you, you, you got a couple holds with us. Right. And I was like, uh, sure. I'm not booking any shows, but yeah. That's I, when I, you, I, that's I, when you bring in like six noise bands. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I booked, I have a bunch of dates booked. Yes, I will be performing noise those nights. That's how you, that's what you do. God. Oh, man. Uh, that's a good Mount Rushmore, though. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. What did other people say? Were they serious when you asked them? A lot of people were serious. I, um, I actually had somebody who wanted it. My buddy Rob, who created the Rushmore, interviewed me a while back, and that was one of the first ones we did. And okay. I said, um, I'm trying to think of all the people I said. I said Rob Flardo. Um, okay. I said Rory Van Grohl from like Stampass and Achilles. Yeah. Um, oh, I said, I think, I'm not, I said, oh no, I said, and then I said Eric Burke and uh, Patrick Doyle were my. Oh own. yeah, Patrick Doyle will be, yeah. Patrick Doyle should be on the Mount Rushmore. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, for like a music scene, like people that were just yeah, you know, like you know, and, that, and that's and that's what I've said to a few people. When we've talked about it. and and this show, especially this show Sunday, the the Hayward family benefit. It's just gonna, it's just weird having shows and not having you know, knowing he's not gonna be there now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is weird. I used to see, we used to see him every week. I yeah. saw him so much. I saw him everywhere. It is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and he had definitely one of the most uh, dynamic personalities of anyone I've met. Absolutely. 
I guess we have a little bit, a little bit more time. We didn't really get too into current events. Is there anything there that you'd want to discuss that might uh, ruffle some feathers? Current events. All right, here's one. (laughs) All right, all the people that for a year and a half just talked shit on the internet, and now they're going around their shows again, and they expect not to get beat up at the shows? What's up with that? Which? (laughs) I think you're being kind of general there, like which people were talking shit. Okay. (laughs) No, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that general. (laughs) <laughs> all the people that talk shit on the internet. Let me ask, oh, let me rephrase it as a question. Do you think, what is up with, okay, what is up with these people? Why are they, why do they think it's okay for them to do this? Are you going to be handing out some beatdowns at the Punk's Picnic on Sunday? Absolutely, absolutely. No, I got a guy to help me out. I'm hiring a couple goons. So I'm kind of curious if this milk crate challenge is like a fucking a ploy just to get people two steps up and then they get hit in the knee with something. Well, if you talk shit on the internet, don't get on a milk crate. That's common. That makes sense to me, right? I don't think I've talked any shit on the internet in the last year, so I should be okay. I've talked a lot of shit I, on the podcast, though, so... But then they'd have to listen to the podcast. And they're not listening to your podcast. No, I don't think your goons are either. Steve, Steve's probably not listening to any podcast. So Steve's not listening to your podcast, buddy. You but still, if he is, you still if see, he is, he's pissed. Do you still see him around? I didn't see him at once that happened. I never saw him again. Oh man. He did not come down Edmund Street ever again. <laughs> Jesus. That's crazy. Yeah, Steve will be uh, fucked up. I guess before I ask you to like plug everything else and we kind of do like a little yeah. wrap up, is there any any other like topics or anything else we didn't get into? Um, obviously, okay. I plan, obviously, I plan on having you back in the future too, you know. But, thank you, thank you. After the other 42 guests? Yeah. All exactly. right, so like what, five years from now? Hopefully, when is that? Hopefully, hopefully more like four years in three months, but we'll, uh, we'll see. I'll pencil, I'll pencil it in, don't worry. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's talk about this. Is I've been asking this question on my radio show. I ask this question every for the past couple months. Do you think there will be more or less punks after COVID? Meaning, like, do you think the scene will be bigger or smaller? This is a question for you. I I have to think that all the scenes are going to be bigger. You know what I mean? Like, I think we've all been like without music for so long. Like, I'm somebody myself who like I've been listening to this shit for so long, but. I wouldn't yeah. go to every single show for the last like 10 or 15 years. I'd go to like specific shows, you know what right. I mean? Right. But now, like I said, like just the idea of going to two shows in one day would have made my head spin. Like, sure. Ago, you know, but now I'm like, I haven't seen shows in so long. There's people I haven't seen. So I feel like on that aspect, it's going to have to make it stronger. But the other, yeah. elef- the other big elephant that we haven't really discussed that I think you were being vague about before is I don't know if I, I again I don't really follow like punk and rockcore quite as closely, but I know in hardcore right. with like Facebook and Instagram and all that bullshit, like I feel like a lot of walls have been built up during COVID from people talking. Yes. About, whether it be about the mask thing, about it's it's not just that though. You know what I mean? There's like a lot of different things yeah. that people like we've all kind of realized we all have different beliefs, which is fine. You know what I mean? Like I don't absolutely, care. yeah as long as they're not an asshole about it. And that's where my problem comes into play is if somebody's like a dick about it. Yeah, so, absolutely. But I think that's what's, what's been a, a big problem. And it's not just from like 
one side of either political spectrum or you know musical style it's like just everybody whether they are pissed off about not being able to do something because of covid you know what i mean you've seen it too though right like people have been like absolutely like more miserable than usual especially on social media or whatever the fuck you absolutely want. yeah you know so i mean do you think that's going to be a problem moving forward me beating people up yeah that's going to well, be a problem yeah i mean obviously you being involved in that and xpw now we got to watch our backs with the barbed yeah now i have rest the other night i brought wrestlers the vertex with me don't fuck with me (laughs) no but like do you think do you think that we can build something up like i know you and i can talk off air about kind of trying to do something to to network the hardcore and punks more like we used to but like do you think separately even that like things will be okay moving forward i think that like you said, a lot of walls were built up because of this, because everyone's at home, everyone's bored. People's boredom really just brought out a lot, brought a lot of skeletons out of the closet. And uh, I think a lot of people got the attention that they needed during COVID and said things that they wouldn't have said if there was distractions like shows and bars being open and stuff. So I think a lot of skeletons came out of the closet i think a lot a lot of walls were built and obviously we all dealt with a handful of tragic things that either brought us closer together or built more walls and yes i think there are going to be a lot of people that maybe they were popular on the internet during covid because they were saying stuff that people were getting involved in but now that shows are back up somebody's gonna be like hey you're that kid that said all that stuff or get try to get my band canceled or whatever. And then that kid's going to get like beat up or something. You know what I mean? I think there's going to be a lot of that. I think a lot of people are going to have to get back into reality and it's not going to be as kind to everyone as they think it's going to be. This kind of brings up a topic going back to the radio show. And it makes me think of the podcast too. Like, do you ever like, and I know I kind of know the answer already because I listened to some of your episodes, but like, do you ever like yeah. pause and say like, I don't want to have this person on because it's going to be a little too offensive or it's going to, you know, no, on. never. I would never do that. <laughs> I, if someone calls in, I can hang up on them if they're getting out of line. Obviously the radio station, you can't swear. You can't, I don't want anyone to look bad on my radio show. I've had a lot of bad people on and coach them kind of, or been able to direct them away from seeing anything too bad or offensive. Cause I, I'm not a, as crazy as it may seem like, I don't try to do anything too offensive on my show. It just accidentally kind of happens here and there. But I, I think I have a skill of wrangling some insanity into a, a product that anyone can listen to. And they can be like, oh, wow, Steve, the homeless guy was crazy. But I don't think I'm there to embarrass Steve, the homeless guy. You know what I mean? So I think I have a good knack for wrangling and insanity, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. It's something I struggle with sometimes, though, like with I don't want to use the word censorship, obviously, but like there's some people. And it's, it's, it's a few people, like probably even more than a few, actually, like that I've, I want to get on here at some point, but I, I look at their name even and I'm like, man, what like some stuff that I like to talk about, they like, I, and again, I don't care if people like think differently because like, right. you we can, all yeah. should have different beliefs, but like some people really think differently, you know what I mean? So, Absolutely. 
I'm just like, I don't know if, if A, I would even want to promote some of their beliefs on here and B, like, I don't know if I could really sit there and listen to it for an hour and a half, you know? Well, just message me the people you're talking about. Cause I'm sure I know who they are and I'm sure they are. Fun. Are they funny people? Are they funny? Yeah. Some of them are some, well, some of them are, some of them are just, some of them honestly used to be funny and now they're just kind of those guys. Yeah. There's, yeah, I know guys like that. Yeah. I, I say, I say do it. And if it's terrible, just don't air it. Yeah. Just that, give that's... it a shot, buddy. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. Cause I want to give everybody, everybody, give everybody on here, but it's just, man, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what's coming up then, uh, what's like that? We got the punks picnic this weekend and then the punks picnic this Sunday, September 5th in Genesee Valley park, 11 AM till 10 PM fans all day and free food and flea market in the morning. Uh, November 7th at the main street armory XPW wrestling. Get your tickets at uh, look up at the XPW Instagram or Facebook, and there'll be a, a link there for the tickets. Or just go to the uh, the Main Street Armory website. And those are the things I'm going to focus on. But I do have the radio show every Sunday night on Wayo W A Y O L P Rochester 104.3 FM, streaming live on WayoFM.org. And we have the Mixcloud page. Just type in Teen Set Radio Mixcloud, and you will find that with all the old episodes what else am i doing i think that's enough that's enough oh the movie i'm sorry uh blue murder look for the trailer coming out soon uh we'll be having some promotional things it's going to be very exciting i'm really happy and proud of it uh photo city tonight the talk show it's on youtube you can search in photo city tonight there's one episode up now and i interview the band wicked and they're uh, a hair metal throwback band i guess i would say they're real funny guys they look like wrestlers um they're real funny guys and it's real i'm real proud of that as well too so that's what's going on right on the top of my head again it's it's a lot to keep up with you know so i i appreciate you coming on to promote all that oh, stuff. And, and mary mary kate's gonna be dj wednesdays at lux again so if you want to hang out and get drunk and uh not pay to go to a show lux is Drinking prices are pretty cheap, and uh, we'll be there hanging out. I'll be selling pins, comics, teen sets, yada, yada, yada. So Wednesday nights at Lux, come and chill with us. That's Okay, that's it. All right, go on. I was going to say, before I, I do my little outro here, uh, obviously I want to thank you for coming on. I know it's been a long time coming, but I, Thanks, I would also want to ask you, like, did I did I keep your attention long enough? Was this uh, interesting enough for you for the hour? Yeah, I think you did it pretty good. The Mount Rushmore thing was good. Stick with that. Yeah, I think that was pretty good. Yes, that was fun. Thank you, buddy. All right. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Like I said, we're gonna we'll talk more about the Rev Sin thing in a little bit. And I definitely want to have you involved with that. And I definitely want to get you on here again to, to talk more about all the other cool shit you got going on. So we'll we'll do that in the future. Thank you so much, buddy. Yep. So thanks again to Will for coming on. Uh, like I said, as always, check out the podcast on the web at enterprisehardcorepodcast.com. Give us a follow on Instagram at Enterprise Hardcore Podcast. The next couple episodes will feature Chris from Borrowed Time, uh, Jimmy Stat from Polar Bear Club, and there'll be some other ones coming up too. Thanks again, everybody, and stay safe. Will you ask them what their favorite snacks are and stuff? Like, ask them, like, you know, ask them what their favorite snacks are. Ask them, you know, when people come on my show, I ask about food a lot. You know what I mean? I'm always like, what's your, when you go to China Buffet, what is your strategy? Ask them that. <laughs>